Hello Wolves Radio, this is Nathan Judah from the Express and Star Wolves Podcast. It's episode 241 that we're going to be bringing you now. 20 minutes discussing a very interesting couple of topics. First of all, is European football for Wolves this season essential if they are to keep their best players such as Ruben Neves? And also with the return of Pedro Neto and Huang Hee Chan, what is the best Wolves front three? Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's talk a little bit about the table, Liam. Let's talk about where Wolves can finish. Now, we said it was a big week and you know they came up short, unfortunately. They're going back to their, their regular position of eighth. They, they got a little bit, little bit of stage fright in seventh, let's be honest. Um, and, but they're more relaxed now in eighth. That's, that's where they like to be. However, Kino, eighth is not going to give you European football next season. Seventh, probably and above will be. Um, I'm kind of writing Arsenal off as in they're not going to be able to be to be, to be be uh, overtaken. 24, so they've got two games in hand and already five points ahead of Wolves. So I'm looking at, if you're Wolves, you're looking at Spurs for me. You're looking at West Ham and you're looking at Man United. Now, West Ham uh, played a game more and are five points ahead. So... If Wolves win their game in hand, they go two points behind. You know, Spurs two points uh, ahead of Wolves. Okay, but they've they've still got a game in hand. So those are the kind of teams I feel that you need to be you need to be targeting, and they've got the run of games to do it. But let's yeah. let's move let's move Europe to one side and look on the the bigger picture. And they say, "Oh, I'm speaking to fans afterwards. I'm speaking to them. And, you know, fans have been great with me, giving me some fantastic interviews." Recently, outside of the stadium, especially away from home, honestly, like everybody who came up to me at West Ham after a shocking game is still incredibly friendly and really appreciative um, of the coverage that we do. So, thank you very much. But they say, you know, a few, quite a few of them are saying, "Look, I'm not sure whether we need European football or not. I'm not sure whether it's the right time. As long as we can finish well and have a good, productive season, go again next year." And I get that, and to a certain extent, I kind of agree with it. However, how much is European football um, going to dictate, Liam, certain players staying at the end of this season. Like We can talk about it saying European football will be great, but can you also look at the angle of Wolves will need European football if they are to keep A, B and C. And then it becomes almost... Um, a, well, it becomes incredibly important for them to get that. Yeah, I, I can understand the argument of... Um... You know, maybe not needing it and, and growing and building the the squad, but yeah, because they haven't can't. had a pre-season, you know, with the pandemic the last couple of seasons, you know, they haven't had a real, you know, a real build-up. They've had games here, there, and everywhere, so they haven't had a, that proper. As a lot of other clubs haven't had as well, you know, it's not just Wolves. Mm. So I can understand that full pre-season with Bruno, with the players, with no massive, you know, there's no Euro Championships on the back of it. There's no World Cup until until December, so it's a proper full. Relax, go and take your programs away, guys. Have six weeks off, enjoy it, come back. We're going to go on a tour or we're going to play, you know, we're going to get back at Compton, we're going to be ready for this season. We've got some money, we're going to spend some players, but you've got to keep on to the keep on hold of your best players. It's all right spending money on getting four or five in. You've got to keep on and keep hold of your Ruben Neveses. That's the most important thing. And could that be the only reason they could keep them potentially is if they could offer European football. So does this become, does these last 12 games become absolutely essential for Wolves to finish in this top seven? 
I don't think it's quite as cut as, uh, as, as cut and dry, really, as it, it's essential, it's necessary, they're, they're not going to keep hold of A, B and C if they don't get it. But I think it certainly helps, I think, put it that way. Uh, you look at a player like Ruben Neves, and he's the one that springs to mind, for me, for most fans, I think, as the player who is always going to gather a bit of interest, uh, potentially could move on to a bigger club, let's say bigger in, you know you know what I mean, top six club. Mm-hmm. Um he, of course, he'll have two years left on his deal come the summer. So it feels like, you know, the, the narrative's certainly running in that direction with, with him. But then, you know, there's other things that that negate it. You know, he's he's had a very good season. He's getting on very well with, with Bruno Large and the squad. He, he's very close-knit with the squad and, and loves Wolverhampton and Wolves and the City. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that will, that will be enough to keep him, but it certainly helps in Wolves' favour. Um, so I don't think it's... You know, it's crucial that they have to get European football to keep him. I think there's some argument as well that even if Wolves get the the Conference League, is that even enough to to prize players or prize him? Um, but I think Wolves are always going to be in a fairly strong negotiation position with him, uh, simply because of the relationship they've got. Um, and Wolves, if you look at, I know you said Parker up to the side, but I think you ha- I have to mention it. Wolves are still in a very strong position. Uh, and for my money, I think you still you still go for it as best you can this year. They've only got one competition, the Premier League, to play in. There's a lot of games to play still. 12 games left. I think you go for it. Um, you look at Spurs. They lost last night to uh, to Borough, your Borough, in uh, in the FA Cup. And they played their first team. They're a shambles. You know, they, they win one game, they'll lose the next. They're all over the place. Arsenal, I, th- I do think, are a very good side, but... Will have you know they won't win every game between now and the end of the season. There's some arguments, and I can see that. I think Wolves overall might actually have a better a better squad than West Ham. Um, albeit, I think they had a very good season and they're they're very well drilled under David Moyes. But there's there's potential there, so it's certainly not over. We we shouldn't be we shouldn't be saying thinking with twelve games left that Wolves' hopes are totally done. Um, well, but Keno, back- Keno. I'm going to give you nine of that Wolves 12's games. All you need to say is winnable or not, okay? I know exactly nine... what's going to happen here. Come on. I'm, I'm going to give you nine of them. These are nine of them. So, so basically 85%, 87% of the, of, of the final 100. Just say whether they're winnable or not. Or, or, you know, more likely to win than lose. Palace at home. Winnable. Watford at home. Winnable. Everton away. <laughs> winnable. Leeds at home. Winnable. Villa at home. Definitely winnable. Newcastle away. Winnable. Burnley away. Tough but winnable. Brighton at home. Winnable. Norwich at home. Definitely winnable. I mean, come on. Come on. And the amount of those that are at home as well. A huge amount at home. Huge amount at home. Like, you have to win all those games. You could win half of them and draw the rest. But I don't think they will. I honestly think as long as they can get over, you know, if they can get back to... I feel like having and look, we might have to you might have to deal with Nelson, without Nelson Semedo for a few weeks. But if you can get the rest of those players playing every week, I think the time for Tinkery is gone. I think you just play your best team. You know they've got a bit of a break coming up, but I mean the first seven of those games or yeah, six of those games, Liam. I didn't. There was, there was no break in there. Palace, Watford, Everton, Leeds, Villa, Newcastle. Oh, I mean that's a, that's a great six games if they can get. Out of the 18 points, if they can get, let's say, let's be, I'm going to be, let's say, 12 or 13 out of the 18, minimum, they're going to be right back in that pack. And then it could be a race to the end. But they could 
do they could really do something. And that's why I think these next two, these back-to-back games on Saturday, Thursday, Palace and Watford at home, they need to be looking to get maximum points from there. And I think there's no reason why they can't. And if they do, six from six, they'll be right within touching distance again. And then then we'll see what can happen. Yeah, and I think you want to put yourself in a in a good position up until those final three games of the season. Mm. Uh, one of them you just mentioned, but in order being uh, Chelsea away, Norwich at home, Liverpool away. Uh, the Norwich one, I know I just said definitely winnable, which of course it is, and they mm. might be. And by the penultimate day of the season, they might be they might be gone by then. But I think if Norwich are fighting to stay up and they're still alive by that penultimate game, which is a very big if, but if they are, that becomes a very tough game, I think. So and obviously for obvious reasons, Chelsea and uh, and Liverpool uh, both away are tough games. So if you they get are, yourself, but they could. Have, they, I mean, look, Chelsea could be out and 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 coasting into the end of the season. Liverpool could have a Champions League final or an FA Cup final still to come, and and not and, and a City would have won the league. Yeah, it looks difficult on paper, but actually, it might not be a decent time to play them. Yeah, I think the Champions League one is is a very good point because, of course, that's only the the weekend after the last day of the season, isn't it? So, um, yeah, Liverpool certainly could be involved in that. But I think you have to assume anyway that those three are going to be. Yeah, going to be very very tough game. So if you can get yourself in a really good position up to those final three, and there's something to fight for, or you're even in a, a position to hold on to something, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Wolves are in a good place then. And so that's why I have to say that there's no point in in thinking that everything's over. Now, if you think back to the Leicester game, um, and this is you know even controversial to say this in hindsight, but I did say at the, at the time that because of that win, this was our video we did after the game, because of that win. Wolves can actually afford to lose against both Arsenal and West Ham. Oh, yeah, doom and glooming um, at Kino. And, and, and I, I meant that in a positive way. I meant that I Wolves, Wolves can afford to drop these points because of the position they've got themselves in and still have something to fight for. Now, of course, I didn't think they actually would lose both. I thought they would get something out of one of them at least. Um, and, and maybe they should have done. And... Yeah, it's disappointing that they lost those two games. It certainly is. But again, I think I was right. You look back now and you look at... And although, yes, they were poor and and it was disappointing, Wolves are still, look at the table, in a great position. They've got something to fight for. They're, you know, they've got a five-point gap to ninth, which is Southampton as well. So, yeah, they've got got places to go still this season. There's there's still things to fight for. They've got a fit squad, albeit obviously Samedo's injury. They've got a fit squad, ready to go. If Neto comes back in, is fit and firing, which is a big if again, then there's no reason they can't they can't have a good season, end of the season rather. Well, you've taken you've taken the words right out of my mouth uh, from what I was going to finish off before we start answering questions, Liam, and that is is Pedro Neto two substitute appearances. Um, a lot of people said he should have scored against Arsenal. I don't I don't think I'm not sure whether people have seen the replays yet, but I mean it did get deflected that it was on target. Uh, for me, Pedro Neto is the key, potentially the key. And the wild card to to Wolves finishing in the European positions because if and look he's ahead of schedule. I don't think he was quite earmarked for. I think he was actually originally earmarked for West Ham United to start or to or to be to be available. Sorry, um, so he was ahead of schedule in coming back. Now another week under his belt, no midweek games, a full a full week at Compton. And I think Bruno said after his first game, after when he came on after ten minutes, he was blown like he was, you know, came off the pitch and he looked like a fit lad. But he got back in his dressing room and he was blown like he'd played eighty or ninety. But three weeks later, and you've got Palace. You've had a two more substitute appearances. 
Like I say, you've had six days or five days at Compton of Monday to Friday before Palace on Saturday. They've got a Saturday and a Thursday game. Now, I would say that if he's on the bench for Saturday, Liam, I think that we'll see Pedro Neto start on the Thursday. However, you might think differently. Could he? And remember, he's played half an hour of a game, so he's played half an hour. Does it take that much to be available for 60? Could you see him maybe being available this Saturday to start a game and maybe playing 60 minutes, knowing that he was he was going to make way for a, a Huang or a, or a Trincao or, or someone like that for the last half an hour? I'm a little bit torn on this one, a bit in two minds, because... Like a bit, a bit Natalie and Brulia torn. <laughs> Good tune. I um, I look at this and I, I, I sort of automatically go into a very... Uh, yeah, sort of. I'm almost a little bit concerned and scared of throwing him into it. Um, yeah, very cautious state of mind I go into really because starting him, it, 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 I just get concerned about some, you know, breaking down of injury, etc., etc. Now, the type of injury it is, it's it's a it's an awkward one, obviously being a knee, but and now touch wood, it's unlikely. Yeah anything to happen to it again because it's not it's not the same type of injury as, a, as an ACL or a, which is exactly what I'm saying it's a yeah. clean break it's not muscular which sometimes yeah, are a exactly. little bit harder to to work out and to come back the fact that you know that, I mean the, the bones healed he's ready to go means that that you know yeah you have to be cautious but more from a fitness point of view than an actual injury prevention point yeah no exactly yeah it, it's the fitness the, the, the reason um, he's back in the squad and he's back playing is because he is fit to play, of course, mm. he's just not match fit to, to play ninety minutes. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. The, they're two very different things. I think fans sometimes get confused. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bit torn because I, I just take the slightly cautious approach that I don't want anything to to happen to sure. it again or, or have him injured. But then equally, you know, a player is only going to build up that match fitness if he starts to increase his his minutes over mm. over time. Um, and it feels like potentially we could be entering a period where he, he may get 60 minutes. And 60 feels like a key number to me because he's played, what, 15, 20, 30. He's played a slightly increased minutes um, yeah. over the last few games and, uh, and of course, a, a small amount. Is it time for him to... And also, actually, the only way he's going to play 60 is if he starts because you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's not going to come on in the 40th minute so or 30th minute, whatever it is. So um, <laughs> That maths is top. Honestly, that mathematics degree that you've got, Kino, honestly, incredible, incredible. Uh, I think we might have lost Kino there. But, yeah, I think that that's the that's the question. I'm sure he'll be back sooner rather than later. But um, that's the big question. You know, Do you throw him in at Everton away, which is going to be a... A bloodthirsty atmosphere, so to speak, where tackles are going to be flying in, or do you play him in a game against Palace or against Watford? And I'm not saying these are easy games; the, the intensity will still have to be there, and you're still going to have to to really work hard. And 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 look, you need you need you need Pedro Neto at his very very best, but you're going to have probably more of the ball. Maybe there's a little bit less energy that you need to use because you're going to have you know you're going to have more time on it. So I feel like like he could be the key in one of those games. If I was a betting man, and I am, as Kino comes back, I can hear him come back. If I was a betting man, I feel like I would maybe he would maybe play the second of the game, maybe start against Watford and, and come on for for 35 minutes against Palace. But I definitely think he's he's close to being to a game where he can play. The majority of minutes, um, you know, you look at maybe, I don't think you can really start him in a half and coming off at half time. You'd want to, and I think Bruno would want him to be ready for about 55 or 60 minutes. So 
So whether it's Palace or whether it's Watford, I don't think it'll be both, especially with a midweek game. But if he is available, if he has to start one of those three games, Palace, Watford and Everton, um, and I think Kino was saying, you know, really, I'm not sure whether I want him to start Everton away being his first start. I would rather him start against a Watford or a Palace and, and maybe maybe be on the bench for, for the Everton and then back ready to play for a start against Leeds United at home on the on the 18th of March. Yeah, I don't know what happened. A little bit of technical difficulties there. I dropped out slightly. but um... I just binned you off, Kino. I had enough of, of <laughs> listening to you. Uh, no, yeah, that's exactly what I was exactly what I was saying. I think like um, those two games coming up, as opposed to the Everton game, feels like a better opportunity to to throw him in. So um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. You got as Bruno I say, on Friday, haven't you? You got Bruno Press. I'm sure yes, that'll be one of the do. questions that you're going to ask. And if you're not, then I'm you know I'm replacing you. <laughs> well, I've just been told, haven't I? I've been told. I'll get a note down as it is, boss, right now. It's um, I think I, I think you'll start at Watford. That's what I would say. That was my prediction. I think it might be on the bench against Palace and start against Watford. What do you reckon? Or do you think it could be I, Palace? I think it's I think it's more likely to be the to exactly what you said, but I I'm going to edge slightly towards it might be a, after the Everton game. Okay. Oh, I'm going to hedge my bets okay. a little bit and say it'll be after that one. But if it wasn't to be, I think I think it's more likely to be uh, Watford than Palace. Yeah, I think so. Do you feel I mean Wolves are a better side with Pedro Neto in it, I think, you know, and they're a more attacking side and I think everybody wants to see and Raul Jimenez was on the bench of course on on Sunday, and I think he needed taking out a little bit, and I don't, th- I, I, I couldn't disagree with that too much. But look, he's going to be anyone who thinks that Raul Jimenez will be on the bench for Palace at home, he's not going to be. He's going to be straight back in the starting lineup, and, and I would have him there. And just for an opposition to see Pedro Neto, Daniel Pedence, and Raul Jimenez up top, you don't fancy it, do you? If you're seeing Huang Trincao and Fabio Silva, if you're a West Ham defender, you're thinking happy days, but. Those three back in at home, like you say, with the majority of games to come at Molyneux, they're going to win you a lot more games than they don't. I think so. I think so. Um, I think um, Huang's been a little bit off it in the last few weeks. I, I'll bring him up um, because I, I want to give him a little bit of a defence. He's been off it. He certainly has. He scored a, you know, a decent goal against Arsenal, but he's just coming back from injury. And I do think he offers a bit more than some fans, uh, some fans say. Um, and, and although... You know, we both had our criticisms of Trincao. Uh, Wolves do actually have some decent depth and decent options there. Chiquinho is looking pretty tasty for the under-23s. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have phrased it like that. Um, he's looking pretty good. Champ Campbell got a hat-trick the other day. I know these are young players and you can't rely on them, but Wolves have got some decent some decent depth in forward areas. And for me, I think the, the best front three is, mm-hmm. is Pedenz, Neto, uh, Jimenez when they're all fit and ready to go. Uh, very surprised Pedence didn't play against West Ham considering he's he's been pretty good for the last few months albeit one or two games so um, there's depth there there's quality there they just need to get back on the front foot and be and be quicker in those transitions I think that's key they, they were far too slow against West Ham but there's there's potential there there's a good team so I hope you enjoyed all that for the full one hour and eight minute episode you can log on to expressandstar.com and search for the Wolves podcast also downloadable at iTunes, Acast, Spotify and all good podcast platforms. And if you want to just join us, ask us a question at any time, we're available on Twitter, myself and Liam. You can find me at Nathan Judah, J-U-D-A-H, and at Liam Keen underscore star. We'll see you next week. <laughs>